to work tomorrow. You know, this is supposed to be a time when we take a moment and remember the ones who have given so much their life for us to be able to sit in this room right now. But you know what? I want you to remember that we're serving a God that's still doing things. You see, we don't have to remember what He did and what He's done. We can remove, we can remind, hey, you know what? He's still doing stuff today. I just was told Miss Lisa just got a report that came back negative for cancer. You see, the whole thing is we're looking at stuff in the past. He's still doing stuff today. And you got it. You got I told you. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. You're going to see a fat hillbilly come walking through them back doors not on wheels. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to stand up and show you what sexy looks like when I come back through praising Jesus Christ for healing me when I walk through them back doors. It's coming. You don't understand. It's coming, y'all. You know, I, I, I'm, it may have been two years, but you know what? Two years ain't nothing compared to an eternity. I'm going to get to walk on streets of gold. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to praise Him. But I'm going to remember what He's done. You see, we have this thing as if He's not continually doing something, He stopped. That'd be as ignorant as if you don't tell your wife 24 hours a day you love her, you quit. That ain't the way it come work, does it? If I tell you I love you until I tell you different, hush. No, I'm just lying. <laughs> She's looking at me going, right. <laughs> All right, pard. <laughs> I got a really worn out couch, by the way. I'm just telling you. My wife, I love her. I'm going to tell her I love her. Right? But I don't have to. You know what's funny? <laughs> we was walking down the street one day. Well, I, she was walking. I wouldn't. <laughs> and we were going, right? And I was going downhill, which means I can coast. <laughs> So I had my brake on, I'm like chilling, and I reach over and grab her hand. You know, just just good. I like her a little. And I didn't say a word. And you know what she did? She said, I love you too. You see, sometimes we think of love as the words come out of our mouth. Sometimes it's an action. Sometimes it's what we do. We're going to talk a little bit about Memorial Day, Right? Well, that's what I said I was going to do. So we're going to start there. We're going to start. Okay, if y'all have a Bible, it's, it's a book, and it has all the stuff from Jesus in it. It's cool. If you don't have one, pull out your iPhone or whatever you're going to do and look at that. Daniel chapter 5, 1 through 31 is where we're going to go today, okay? This is a crazy story about Belshazzar, okay? Now, that's a big word for a fellow like me, so we're just going to call him Belly. So Belly had a problem, you see. He inherited a kingdom from his dad, Nebuchadnezzar, right? That guy. Him and Ed, they was hanging out, and he was blessed, right? Nebuchadnezzar was blessed. And Belshazzar, <laughs> that's a bunch of words, y'all, so we're just going to just you him, right? He was kind of understanding that this empire that was built and surrounded with him, right, that had these big walls of fortress, it was, do you understand that this place, the wall's circumference was a 60-mile diameter? That's a big old wall, right? Think about that for a minute. 60-mile diameter. Man, that means if you was in a car... It would, it doing 60, it would take you an hour to get to the other side of the wall. They felt very secure. They felt like they were okay. You see, I'm going to pull this closer. I'm going to try to go off of these today. It's kind of cool. I, I really got, God gave me some really good stuff. You see, the thing of it is, is I want you to go back into our history, okay? I want you to go back into our history. Anybody ever heard of this place called Pearl Harbor? No, I'm asking. It's, it, it, you know, some, I, I got news. You wouldn't believe some of those kids that just walked in there don't even know what Bell, you know, Pearl Harbor was. And that's our fault. I want you to understand, that's our fault. But you see, at Pearl Harbor, one week after Pearl Harbor, President Roosevelt said, those who long enjoy such privileges that we enjoy forget in time that others have died to win them. I want you to think about those words. 
You know that what's happening right now, if you look in society, we've got a bunch of spoiled brats that don't really remember who came and who fought and who died and what sacrifices families made in order for the, uh, us to do this stuff, right? But see, because freedom is really never free. Even freedom of your sin came at a price. Jesus had to die a horrible death in order for you to be able to have an opportunity to be forgiven of your sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. Do you understand there was a sacrifice that was made? Stuff that you want, freedom that you want and deserve doesn't come free. Somebody paid a price. That's just like that roof over your head. Somebody's paying a price. Those children got to understand, you have a new clothes, somebody paid a price. It don't come free. But you see what happens if we've created a situation where everybody's taking advantage of systems, and we start trying to want to give our kids better than they had, you know what I mean? It's my fault. That boy that is up here playing bass guitar, he's so spoilt, and it's my fault. It's my, he's runt, y'all. He ain't worth nothing. I thought you, I thought you went out the back door. I'm sorry. <laughs> he still ain't worth a plug nickel. Listen, the reason why was because, you know what? In my mind, I wanted to give that boy more than I ever got. I wanted him not to have to struggle the way I struggled. I wanted him to have things without having to do. I started working in the fields when I was 10 years old. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't know uh, that there was a such thing as a Mexican. What? What? I'm not being prejudiced. We was picking peaches. We were Okies. We were the original Mexicans. We were the pickers. We were the farm laborers. We were from Oklahoma. We didn't talk like y'all. So you know what we did? We worked. At 10 years old, I was, ro I was rolling props. I was propping trees. I was knocking almonds. You understand what I'm saying? I was doing all this stuff in the fields. I didn't want my son to do that. You're not going to have to work. For, I'm going to, boy, you're, you're, if you want a mic, I'll get you a bike. I, he never went to a garage sale. That boy went to Walmart. Well, some of you don't know what I'm talking about. I never had a brand new bike. My new bike was a, a spray can. New to you. I, I spoiled the boy because you know what I wanted him to do? I wanted him to know I loved him enough. I wasn't going to make him suffer. But what happened was he didn't understand until he got older the, 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 the theory of you work hard, you play hard, you get things. Right? So you know what I had to do? My mind had to switch. Because this boy was spoiled. He is eight years old, had five horses. He had a head horse, a heel horse. He had a shoot dogging horse. He had, you understand what I'm saying? He had all these, it was, it was like I had to take a four horse trailer to go to a rodeo because the dummy had a horse for each event. And he didn't even like them. He just wanted to ride bulls. But I wouldn't let him ride bulls unless he done everything else. <sighs> Whatever. All right, I have to. You're so mean. Are you kidding me? The kid had his own roadie arena at his house. He come home, get done with his schoolwork, and he went out and had a rodeo with him and his buddies out in the yard. They'd go out and ride calves. They'd go out and they'd... they'd practice bullfighting they'd go out and they'd rope and uh, <laughs> sport board idiot he didn't realize that all that poop I made him pick up cost me $18.95 a bell he was mad for shoveling I was thinking man can we recycle that you understand what I'm saying? Spoiled, right? Because we tried to give them better than we had. You see, what was going on was we didn't realize the sacrifices. 
He didn't realize that his dad was on the phone to 11 o'clock at night trying to do business deals and close business deals. That I was in an airplane at 4 o'clock in the morning and wouldn't come home to 9 o'clock at night when I was hitting 12 different job sites from Northern California to Southern California in order to try to keep money coming through the door. He didn't understand what it took to have all that. He just was like, I don't like that horse anymore. I want this horse. It's 12 grand, Dad. I'm serious. Whose fault is that? Do I blame the boy? Or do I blame me? You see, we got to come to an understanding. We're looking at what's happening in society today. Who are you blaming? You know what happened is we have forgotten what it took to get to the place the United States of America is. you got to understand that. We have come to the point where if you want to talk history... Our kids don't get it. They don't understand it. They're they're tearing down statues. You know what I'm saying? The funny thing about it is, I my 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 daughter, she's in California. She's we're trying to get her saved, but she still lives there. And I she called me. She goes, Dad, they're changing the name of the school. I said, Why? Because it's named after Lincoln, and it's prejudice. Do, do they not remember that Lincoln was the reason there's no more slaves? I'm just like, how do they how do they justify that? Well, we just don't want anything to do with anybody from then. <laughs> Jesus, in the name of God, I'm telling you right now, we need Jesus back in this nation. Do you know? You see, unlike our southern border and our, no, our, our neighbors to the north, you see, the French went north for, for gold and silver. You understand what I'm saying? That's why they went into Canada. Do you know why folks came to the United States of America? was for God. They wanted a place to come where they could worship God freely without being told this is what you have to believe. That's what this nation was founded on. That's why you see in courtrooms, in God we trust. That's why we have it on our, our money. That's why you see this stuff because this nation was founded on the belief that Jesus Christ and God was our protector and our provider. And you know what? We've forgotten that because we think we're the United States of America. Anybody remember September 11, 2001? I can tell you exactly where I was that day. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever dream we would be attacked on our, own pro- on our own ground? Never. But you see, we went to sleep. It's the same thing that was happening in Belshazzar. Hey, I said that. You see, he was sitting there, and there on the outside of the walls were completely surrounded by his enemies. The entire circumference was surrounded by his enemies. And you know what he did? He threw a party. He threw a party, and then, you know what he did? He went and had them go get the golden goblets and the chalices that his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had had taken from the, the temple. That way, him, his, his jesters, and his concubines could be drinking out of the sacred chalices. Spitting in God's face. You hear me? Let's close down our churches. Oh, you can go, you can go to a to a prostitute or you can go to a bar or you you can go to Costco or you can go to Walmart but you can't come worship Jesus Christ huh wasn't that kind of spitting in Jesus face right there do you get me are you not seeing history repeating the problem with history is if we don't learn from it we repeat it that's the truth do you understand? If we don't learn from our history, we will repeat it. You see, Bill Chet, <laughs> a little bit. Mm-hmm. That guy. Yeah, see, and both of us are. <laughs> you see, he he made a problem. He had a problem. Here, here's here's four mistakes that Babylon made. Four huge mistakes. See if this sounds familiar to any of you. They lost all sense of remembrance. That's one. They lost all sense of reality. 
They lost all sense of restraint. And they lost all sense of respect. Any of this sound familiar? Do you understand when this was all happening? This is over 2,000 years ago. And we have not learned from our history. You see, on this Memorial Day, I'm praying right now that we be challenged to be a people of repentance. You see, when we start getting proud, y'all, when we start getting proud and thinking we're the ones, what is they, what's the old saying? Pride comes before the fall. Is that not right? Do you know that that's actually that's pretty close to scriptural? See, Daniel, Daniel 4.37 says this, those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. Think about it. Even God telling you, son, you think you're all that much. You know what the best thing was? You see, my son, he was a bad tail. We used to, we spent a lot of money. We drove all over the United States, Canada, all over uh, for him to be fighting in Taekwondo. He's, a, he, if some of you don't know, he's a six-time world champion in Taekwondo. And we traveled all over. He was actually scheduled to go to Rio uh, to represent the United States in the Olympics and everything got messed up and they told me no and then there wasn't none in Tokyo it was just a jacked up mess and and so he's now they won't let him and it was one things but he we traveled all over for him to fight and I'll never forget because we we actually came over to Las Vegas to the convention center in a regional and he, here he is he had his do you know his dobok on and it had all these you know badges of all the stuff he won and all this stuff he was a bad tail right we come to and 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 this this boy come out there about this bigger house didn't have anything on his dobok wasn't even wasn't even in leadership it was one of the things where it looked like he was just a a newbie you know but you know he was fighting my son my son's like huh, all right they went out there and it was the funniest thing, y'all. I wish I would have... I wish I had it here to show y'all. It was funny. Because, you know, they, they said, Ready? And Stephen comes up like this. And they said, Spark! He looked over at me like, What was that? That kid was so lightning fast. That little boy stood there and had his foot against my son's chin. His head whipped back and the boy went down point white. And my son looked at me like, no, that never happened before. <laughs> it took him by shock because he wasn't ready for somebody. This guy's a nobody. I'm a, did he not know who I am? Ready? Poo. He looked at me. He lost the first round. Out of regional. He came back and he was like, I don't understand. I said, son, you went in there thinking you were all that. You didn't even warm up before you went out there. Then you saw who your opponent was and you didn't even prepare yourself. You just took him as a weaker person because he didn't have all the accolades you had on your dough up. Really? I got news. How many of us are doing the same thing? Oh, you don't think that's happening? How many kids are vaping right now? Oh, it's just, just it tastes like bubble gum. It's not a big deal. Oh, I like strawberry. Strawberry shortcake. Really? You know what happens? There's stuff in there. Do you know the average age the kids start vaping right now? Ten. Ten years old. Now, I figured this out. They can't go buy it. That means there's parenting that ain't happening. Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Folks, we've got to learn what happens is... 
You know, the first time I did methamphetamine, I did not say, I cannot wait until I learn how to get hooked on this stuff enough to where I start putting it in a needle and squirting it in between my toes. I can't wait for that. That's not the way I got hung. You know what I'm saying? Satan's smart enough, he's not going to come drop 40 ton a brick on your head and say, carry this. He's going to put one feather at a time until you have 40 ton on your back. Because what he does is like a frog, you know what I mean? You put a frog in water and turn the heat on underneath it, it'll swim around and actually swim around until it dies. You put him in boiling water, he tries to jump out. You see, what it does is we got to understand, Satan's not stupid. He understands how to take this nation and how to have us forget. He does things little by little by little by little. You know, I could actually almost tell you where this started going wrong. If you start thinking back to Ed Sullivan when he had this feller on his show called Elvis Presley and they wouldn't show him, but from here up, you know why? Because it was lewd and disrespectful. Y'all think that was bad? You ought to go to a high school dance. What our kids are doing right now is near pornographic. I'm not lying. We and my wife were asked to go shop around a, a high school dance, a prom, a winter prom, or formal. Winter, it was a dance. Because they're like, Pastor, if you're there, then everybody will be good. No, all it did was I had to start praying and rebuking Satan out of that place. What I saw, I was like, are you? I was like calling the principal on the phone. You need to get here. Oh, no, we try to give them as much freedom of expression. That's not a freedom of expression. But then guess what? When those kids are having premarital sex, we're going, I don't understand why. Are you kidding me, folks? It's because we're not learning from our past. We're not stopping and saying, God, please stop us. We've got to stop. Why do you think we're battling what we're battling in the United States right now, this moment? Why do you think it is? It's because we have tried to give them everything without telling them what happened to get there. Do you know when my son growed up? He ain't. I'm just, he ain't. <laughs> He's still like doing this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Dad, what are you giving my 21st birthday? Too much. How much do I get to spend? I don't know, 40 bucks maybe. Thinking a dollar for a year. Actually, it, that's not the way. It, I, it's really not the way it happened. I actually went to my son and said, okay, hey, look, this is how much you get to spend. I'm just giving him a bad time. I'm just telling you, do you understand? He had to come to a point, and I see he's like, Dad, uh, I, want a, I, want a, I want a motorcycle. I'm like, nope. Earn the money, buy a motorcycle. So he went out and mowed some properties and got some money, and he got him a dirt bike. Ta-da! Way to go, cowboy. Then he calls me. Hey, Dad, can I borrow your truck and trailer? I figured he was taking a tractor. Going to go mow the neighbor's yard or something, right? I come home, and there's, a, there's a, a chassis of a race car sitting on my trailer. I go, what in the world is that? I bought a race car. No, you bought a hunk of junk. At 14 years old, he built his very first race car. But you know what? He had to pay for it. He went out and mucked stalls. He went out and done whatever he could do to earn money. He had to start understanding. He was so proud of that thing. People would hit him in the corner and he'd come in. Dad, straighten it up. Why? Because they made it ugly. It's a race car. It go. He started banging and clanging and it was fun to watch him do this stuff, right? And his dad was like, no, you go. You get your sponsors. You understand what I'm saying? He had to learn that there was a sacrifice that had to be done in order to get things. Do you understand our children are not learning because we're not teaching? Well, I don't know how come I'm praying. Go to Overton, they said. It'll be fun, they said. (laughs) 
You see, America used to honor God. <laughs> you see, we... Y'all, listen, let's just be real. Jesus is coming again. All right? We're coming up to the end. You know, and I hate to say that. I hate to say that. And there's a reason I hate to say that. Is because I was raised in a church, Assembly of God. I was raised underneath the pew. I knew people more by their ankles than their faces. Oh, you're the one with the pretty shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You dance. Yeah. Because that's what used to happen in the Assembly of God churches. And then we all got righteous. You know, the Holy Spirit can't fall now. But I'm going to tell you a secret. I forget sometimes what's happened in a sacrifice that has been done for me to have the things I do. Do you understand that being in this room right now, being able to say the name of Jesus Christ is an honor? It is. Do you also understand that to be able to pray to God because of the sacrifice of His Son, Jesus Christ, is an honor. Do you understand that if we don't respect what happened in the past, our future will be repeated over and over. Our past is just going to keep happening. You don't think so? You know, I'm not going to get political because I can't. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I got rid of my TV. I did. I got rid of Facebook. I got rid of all this mess. You know why? Because I want to still love y'all. Not only y'all. I want, I want to love my friends. Because you know what happened? I started finding out what they really think. My views differed. You know what I mean? I had a fellow the other day. We've been friends for over 20 years. He, he's done stuff in my house. He's, he's, he's been in my home. I, I've been in his business. I caught, when I was a contractor, he was one of my subcontractors. We've done millions of dollars worth of business together. And, and, and the other day, uh, I, my, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go check Facebook just to see if it's as bad as it was when it was before. When I got off of it. And the first thing I seen, because I know he's of Middle Eastern descent, right? The first thing is him with a Pakistani flag setting in to kill all Jews. Now, this is a man I've done all kinds of stuff with. He knows I'm a pastor. He knows I'm a Christian. He's been in my house. I've prayed with him. In the middle of the night, all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I, I just shut it off. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Is I still want to be able to pray for him without going I just smite him dead I'm, I'm not going to do that but do you understand what I'm saying sometimes we overshare to the point I need to be able to pray for my neighbor without knowing his business you see there's a certain point of faith where you step out and you say by the, by the grace of God this is what I got and I'm going to pray for you because God told me to pray for you Alan, you, you, you've seen this before. I've had people come up. My, my, my husband. No, wait, fool. I don't need to know that. I just need Jesus to touch me. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I'll slather oil on you like you've been to quick lube. You know what I mean? I'll pray for you right then and there. But I don't need to know your business. That's between you and Jesus Christ. Because if you start telling me your business, then I'm going to have to walk around carrying your burden. I don't want none of that. But I've learned from my past. Because I used to want to get up in everybody's business. And you know what? I ended up bringing problems into our relationship that wasn't even our problem. 
Yeah, some of you need to hear this. Sometimes, because of what somebody else has done, and you know what somebody else had, and somebody this isn't even this is dollar fifty-seven. That's what I'm talking about. Here's the deal. What happened is, is God has turned around and you're worried about what everybody else and all of a sudden all it takes is your wife to look at a phone or your husband to look at a phone and put it down and who are you texting? Well, are you cheating on me? Are you kidding me? I've sitting there. We had problems at one point in time and it had nothing to do with me and her. It was because I had so much junk that I picked up from other folk. So you know what I want now? I went, and I, you can ask her. I'll tell people, uh-uh. I want to know your stuff. Not only that, as a preacher, you know what's the worst thing in the world? Is when you know somebody's stuff and God gives you a message that's dealing with their stuff. <laughs> that's messed up. Because then they don't even hear it. It can come directly from God, and because you knew their stuff, they're not going to take it because you're just preaching to me. you you in my business. No, God's all up in your business. He tried to get a hold of you. You see, what happened in, in, in Babylon was this. They forgot what happened. And then a hand appeared and scrolled in the wall, and, and, and uh, Belzee, he was all messed up. He was freaked out. And then they called Daniel, come and tell us what it says. And he came, and he told him, your days are numbered. Because of what you've done, the disrespect you've done for God. You know why I can say we're in the last days? Because of what we've done as a nation to God. Our days are numbered. No, I'm not threatening you. That's not a threat, y'all. That's not me trying to scare you. You see, I hear, here's the thing. I don't need to scare anybody into accepting Jesus Christ. If you ain't smart enough to know if there's a heaven, there's got to be a hell. <laughs> I can't help you much. You know what I'm saying? But here's the deal. I don't need to scare you. I want you to be aware. It's going to repeat itself because you know what happened? He was overtaken. He was slayed that night. And his enemies walked in. Do you get me? Here's the deal. You got to be ready. That's all I need you to understand is remember where we've came from. Remember what's happened. Learn from history because if you don't, Jesus is going to come and you're going to be sitting right where you're at going, what happened? Where's Vinette? You understand? Where's Mary? Where's that fat guy in the wheelchair? There's just a wheelchair. I'm going to be gone, y'all. And I ain't going to need this. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you, from history, he said, because of the disrespect you've done to your God, your days are numbered. Look at the disrespect that's happening in our nation. When the vice president, hey, y'all, have a good four-day weekend. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is not just a four-day weekend. This is time. And I hope and I pray that at some time this weekend, you stop. And you think, Jesus Christ, this isn't Veterans Day, y'all. You understand? I've got veterans sitting all right here. I love my veterans. I do. I thank God they served our nation. I do. This is for the ones who gave their life. Do you know what? I can't, my, I can't go thank them. They're gone. And you know why I like Veterans Day? I like Veterans Day because... Veterans Day is the day, as my granddaddy used to say, is you can give roses to them before they're dead. You understand what I'm saying? Every once in a while, you want to give somebody a rose before they're dead. Because when they're dead, they can't appreciate that rose. But I guarantee you right now, I know those who have died in the military. I've done funerals. 
of military men and women. And the families that are left are seeing the biggest disrespect right now that I've ever seen. Our days are numbered. Our days are numbered. But you see, if you really want to know the truth, our days have been numbered from the beginning. He's trying to give you a warning, y'all. You get me? This is all a warning. If you look what's happening in our capital, you look what's been going on in Portland, you look what's going on everywhere else where they're sitting there saying there is no God. Pretty much a warning. Pretty much a warning. Are you ready? My question is, are you ready? Are you willing Did you see all these beautiful babies walk out of here? Did you watch them? Do you know almost all of those children that walked out of here are of age? Not 18. Age of accountability. They know the right and wrong. Do you understand that? They know the difference of right and wrong. The age of accountability. That means they're no longer riding on your coattail. Their decision to follow Jesus Christ is now theirs. Are you hearing me? What are you teaching your children? Don't worry, everything's going to be all right. I want my son to think that the money tree his daddy's had in his backyard is going to be there forever. It's a lie. There never was a tree. He's just been having fun on my retirement. But I want you to understand something. I need him to understand he's got to know Jesus Christ. Not daddy knows Jesus Christ. Not his mama, not his grandpa, not his great-grandpa. He's got to know Jesus Christ. I think a lot of our problem, Gary, I think a lot of our problem has been this. We try to shield our children from the ugliness that's around us. We do. We try to shield our children from the ugliness just this week, they found a little boy on top of the mountain over by Pahrump. Eight to 12 years old. Dead on the side of a hiking trail up at the top of the mountain. They still don't have an identity. They, had a, uh, they thought they had an identity and then come to find out the, it was the wrong identity. And they're back to not knowing who this little boy was. Murdered on top of the hill. Oh, it's no big way. You live in Pahrump. You can go play outside till dark. Don't worry. You can walk over to Sonic at 9 o'clock at night and come back at 11 o'clock at night. It ain't no big deal. No. Protect the ones you love, right? Let's be real. This world is sinful. This world is evil. And we've got to be real with our kids. Because if not, when things come at them, they're not going to be prepared. Guess what? You need to know Jesus Christ. Why? Because you know what? I prayed. You know the first thing I thought of when I seen that little thing? When the, they had the sketch on the, on, the, on the news about this little baby boy. I got a, an alert on my phone. It was God, I pray that he knew you. I pray that whatever happened, he was able to be comforted and you took him into your hands. But you see, we're trying to protect our kids from the ugly of this world. We've got to tell them it's ugly because they've got to be ready to stand against it. We've got to learn from our past. If we don't learn from our past, what's going to happen is we're going to have a bunch of little kids running out here becoming adults going, I don't need God. 
how you do. My dad told me when I was three or four or five years old, you know what Assembly of God churches had above every church? Jesus Christ is coming soon. That was a slogan across every, every Assembly of God church in the world, I think. And you know what? When you're four or five years old, Jesus Christ is coming soon. Is I better expect, accept Jesus Christ because I'm not going to wake up here in the morning. And then when I'm 10, I'm going, dude, for the last five years, I've been asking Jesus Christ every night, forgive me my sins. I'm still here, dude. I, I think I'm good till I'm 12. And then 12 is like, dude, he ain't coming before I'm 18. 18 is like, dude, whatever, it's just a drink. <laughs> he ain't coming tomorrow. It ain't been soon yet. And then all of a sudden, I'm 21 going, whoo-hoo! <laughs> God's coming when I'm 90. And you know what? You understand what I'm saying? We sat there and I was desensitized to the fact that Jesus Christ is coming. And instead of understanding how Satan was going to come against me, I went off of what I didn't know. And I went out and said, okay, well, let's just have a party. And then all of a sudden it was complete godliness. Godlessness, not godliness. Because it happens a little bit at a time. Nobody warned me. Nobody talked to me. Nobody told me, hey, do me a favor. Don't hang out in the park. Not because you can't play on the swing sets. It's because that stuff those guys are smoking. You understand what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, I'm so tired. And then the guy come up and says, hey, dude, all you got to do is put this on your hand and... Like that, and then it take you. You'd be wide awake, <gasps> dude. That was awesome, dude. I stayed up for two days. <laughs> then I thought, wait a minute. You know what? I'm hanging sheetrock. I always have white stuff around my nose anyway. If I do this, I can hang sheetrock like six hours more than I used to be able to do. And then, woo! I'll make more money. And I ended up going broke because I was spending more money on white powder than I was. You understand what I'm saying? But it, you see, it happened little by little by little by little by little. I didn't learn from my past. And you know what's funny was my, my daughter... My daughter, who absolutely hated the fact that her daddy was an alcoholic, absolutely hated the fact. She used to pray that I would die on the way home. She'll tell you. I prayed every day. God, let him die and not kill anybody else on the way home. she didn't learn from my past you see I was addicted and I've told my son I have an addictive personality you have an addictive it's in our genes son you don't understand you cannot do things if you start you will have a problem stopping it's just vape it's not a big deal well it's, it's, just, it's just this package of, of nicotine. It's not even chewing tobacco. You just put it in your lip and it's like instant nicotine. It's not a big deal. Anytime you take anything that has to control your mind, anything that has to alter your... If you have to have it more than you have to have other things, it's a big deal. But he didn't learn from my past. He didn't watch what happened and what it took to get through in order to understand the price. And what happens is we're repeating it over and over and over again because you know what? Satan's not stupid. You don't think pride is one of the things that God hates... It's like one of his top two as Satan. Ask Adam and Eve. Pride comes before fall. He will have you paying a price when you think you're all it. It's time to slow our roll and understand we've got to remember why we're here to serve. Look, this is not one of them, oh, hallelujah kind of messages. But it's something we have to understand as a church. You know what's funny? Anybody sing a song with me? Anybody? Amazing grace, 
How sweet the sound that saved a rich like me. I once was lost, but now I found. Was blind, but now I see. Right? It's funny. That song was written a long time ago. long time ago and you know what how many of us forgotten how amazing the grace of God is that saved you see we have these shirts on that Lynette and Gary made for us at their business and, and I'm proud of it I wear this almost everywhere I go except outside and stuff and <laughs> and it's one of the things where I'm proud of who we are because you see this says reset Because the way God put this ministry together was we needed a reset point. We needed to, to reset our focus, reset our, our goals, reset our spiritual life, reset everything that was going wrong because the world was taking us down a path and we had to go to a reset point. You understand what I'm saying? We pushed a reset button. And guess what? We as a church, I'm talking we as a church need to reset our focus on the things of God instead of the things of this world. Because what happens is... Fathers are thinking more about things that I need a house, I need a car, I need a boat, I need a Can-Am. Yes, I do. I, do, I really do. I need a Can-Am. I need quads. I need all this stuff, right? I need, I need, you know, I need, I need, I need. I got to give. I got to give. Gotta, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff. Really? You know what? You know what your families need more than anything? They need a man that comes home and says, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray together as a family. We're going to go to church as a family. We're going to serve God as a family. We're going to do, you understand what I'm saying? That's what a man's supposed to be. The head of the spiritual head of the home. That's what it's supposed to be. I don't care if you have a million dollars. If you ain't the spiritual head of your home, you're going to pay a price. We have mothers who, who are looking for love in all the wrong places because their man's gone. Why? You don't think this is happening all over? We're not learning from our past. It's time to reset your focus on the things of God. Because they're depending on you. Do you know what upsets me more than anything? Is I've had folks come into me and bring me 15, 16, 17 year old kids. I just don't know what to do with him, preacher, fix him. Are you kidding me? You screwed him up for 17 years. What do you want me to do with it? I can't beat him to death. There's a couple though. I, I, give me 15 minutes in a woodshed. I'll tell you. <laughs> Brother, I can show you. Even in a wheelchair. <laughs> it's easier now because you hold on to them. You can, they can drag you around in circles. <laughs> I don't even get dizzy. It's like, woohoo! Yeah, buddy! <laughs> yeah, they can run all day long. But I don't even get tired. I don't get winded. <laughs> You know what I mean? But here's the thing I want you to understand. It's time for us as the church to start telling them. Be aware. This is how Satan does things. This is where he deals with. You know how? I'm going to meddle a little bit. The music you let your kids listen to. The video games you let them play. The YouTuber you let them follow. The, you understand, they're raising your kid. I'm, I want you to hear me. They're raising your kid. You don't think so? I have a 10-year-old grandson. You know what his babysitter was? An iPad or an iPhone. I'm busy here. Go watch something. He can tell me how to beat every Mortal Kombat, uh, M3, what's the other one? And he's watching it because you know what he does? He watches these people, YouTubers, that show, and it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, dude, why don't you just play the game? This is cooler. Some dude playing the game on there telling him, oh, look at here. Oh, look, hi, I got a bug. Hi, oh, no, I'm dying. <laughs> Stupid! Watching somebody else playing a game that he's got. That's 
that's a special kind of stupid right there, right? But you know what? I'm just telling you. I'm not trying to be nice. I'm being honest. And the thing of it is, you know what? I have people right now who would rather sit down and play a video game than have a conversation. My son had a girl, and they were like in love and everything else. And you know what? They couldn't talk to each other, but they'd sit next to each other in the love seat and text each other. (laughs) 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 Retorted! It's happening everywhere! Because you know what? We haven't learned... From our past. My generation, baby boomers, members. Some of y'all in here baby boomers, right? Yeah. You know what that you know why they called us baby boomers? There's a bunch of us. That's exactly right. A bunch of us. Because children were free. <laughs> no. Because they couldn't afford nothing else. (laughs) So guess what? Baby boomers. Started with my generation. Because our our parents didn't have nothing growing up. Well, my children are going to have more. And then, you know what? My ungrateful butt, you know what I did? I wasn't happy with my father, what my father gave me. So I'm going to give my kid more. Well, good Lord, my kid have a kid right now? He'd have to be coming out going, yes, here's Trump Tower, son, it's yours. I've spent every nickel I had on this idiot. He's going to, what are you going to do? Wake up, I hit the lotto. Guess what? Oh, I'm having a baby. <laughs> Broke. Because he's giving everything to a kid. Isn't that what happened? We keep going, keep going, keep going. You know what? I don't want you to understand what, how ugly the world is. So I'm going to shield you. I'm going to put you in a little... And then when the world get a hold of them, you know what happens? It's shiny. It's exciting. You see, when I growed up, we couldn't go to dances. Mm-mm. Ain't no way you're going to get that close to a woman without being married. <laughs> I was in seventh grade. You kidding me? I didn't even want to get close to him. But I was dating one of the deacon's daughters, and she was at the dance. I'll never forget. Eighth grade dance. It was eighth grade. And I thought, it cost me a quarter to get into the dance, and I had a quarter. And I walking by, and I heard the music. <laughs> Actually, it was disco. I was like, whoo, man, that guy has a good voice. I paid my quarter. I went in. I got home to my dad standing on the porch with a belt. Because the board member whose daughter I was dancing with called my dad. You know your son's at a dance. He didn't say dancing with my daughter. My dad tanned my hide. You don't go to those ungodly things. Well, my, my daughter, I mean, you can go to a dance. Yeah, baby. I'm going to let you go to dance. I'm not going to treat you like my father treated me. You go, baby, have fun. Till I went to one of her dances. I had to wash my eyeballs out with soap. There was mental pictures I can't poke out of there, you know what I mean? Maybe my daddy wasn't so stupid. I didn't learn from my past. You know what? When we was raised up, we didn't have TVs. You know, back then we didn't have cable, right? It was, we, we had the eye of the devil in your living room and the tail was on the roof because everybody had a, an antenna on top. You know, the you had kept... Eye of the devil in your living room. You know what I would say right now? Yep. Huh, you don't think your kids are desensitized? I was just watching. We, we have, what, what do they call that stuff we watch? Hulu. We have like a, I pay $5 a month for my, my television because I don't care if it's 19 years old. <laughs> I ain't watching anything in it. It's just noise. I put it on there, but you know what? The, the commercials are from today. 
And it's like, Mom, thank you for telling me that at 12 years old, I can have my transgender. What? You don't think your children are being manipulated by this world? We haven't learned from our past. It's time for the church to stand up and say we've got to learn from our past. Folks, this is Memorial Day weekend. Not only do I want you to remember the ones that gave their life for this country, but remember the ones who have sacrificed for you to be able to sit in this room right now and say, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You understand? But it's time for you to learn from history. Those babies are depending on us. Grandma and grandpas, figure it out. Figure it out. You know, the funniest thing is, my grandson came and spent 10 weeks with us last year during the coronavirus because California was completely wiped out. So they sent him over here to be with us because in Nevada, you know, God, God shined on us until Sasselak woke up. And then we were sitting here and they told us, okay, every night you've got to give him melatonin because he can't go to sleep unless he has melatonin. And you have to be able to let him have at least two hours a day on his thing or else he'll just completely lose his stuff. And you've got to understand he's got to be able to, and it's okay if he does this because we, we blocked all the adult content so he can go on YouTube anytime he wants to on his iPad. He came in, and I took his iPad, and I threw it in my drawer, and I locked it. He goes, what? He almost had a panic attack. And I said, there's four acres of stuff out there for you to go find. Bye. See you when it's dark. There's a fence and dogs. <laughs> they ain't going to let you out. He come in. Dark time. We fed him. He went to sleep on the couch. No melatonin. His attitude got better. Because all of a sudden, iPad wasn't teaching him. Papa was. He had my attention instead of go sit in the corner and play your game. All of a sudden, we start having conversations. We started going places. He started reading books. <laughs> what a concept. We got to learn from our past. You want to know why some of our children are having issues? It's because they're living in a fantasy world that doesn't exist. They're living behind a screen, right? I told you, I got rid of Facebook. But you know why? Because you can say a lot of stuff on Facebook, be a big man until you look me in the face. You ain't going to say it to my face. Well, you'd have to bend down. But you understand what I'm saying? A lot of people say a lot of things. Because we live in a fantasy island. You know why, do you know why video games are so? Because I can shut down the outside world and I can play my little bit. And, they t and now they have headsets. And I was like listening to our kids talk to. And I was like, what? Because they use language on, on these things that are not good language either. And I'm sitting here watching. We let our kids end up living in a fantasy world. And they're thinking that's what it's supposed to be. I'm afraid of what the next generation is going to be. I was looking and I'm seeing people who love Jesus Christ, but we're not learning from our past. We're walking full on like we understand and we got it all. I ain't got it. I think I beat this horse about as much as I can beat it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this. I want you all to remember one thing. Somebody sacrificed for you to have what you have. Not only in your life, but your salvation didn't come free either. Somebody paid a price. His name was Jesus Christ. See, we walk around like, I earned this. I, I'm so good. Jesus paid the price. 
Father, I love you. And I thank you for our family here in Overton, God. I thank you for the ability to be here with them. God, I pray right now that you will help us collectively as a church to learn, Lord God, and not to repeat the things that we've done in our past that are wrong. God, help us to learn and move forward. God, we're going to give you praise for everything. And God, we thank you for the ability to live in the greatest nation in the world, the United States of America, and for all of those who have sacrificed their life in order for us to have the freedoms we do. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.